is the awesome lineup building show, the top stacks version. Matt Savoka and I going through some of the top stacks and the tools over on awesome.com and using that with some of the tools over Fantasy Cruncher to build some lineups and kind of reacting to what spits, what gets spit out for us. So I like this. I think it's a good way to start my process for the week and just get an idea of some of the players I might be on. The show is sponsored by Jock Market. Do us a favor as you're coming in. Like the video, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Does us a whole lot of good. Uh, Matt, how you how you feeling about this week of football? We're starting to get some COVID cases, not quite the NBA situation, uh, but it's certainly being impactful. Yeah, I, I feel for you guys over on the NBA side this week, but it's been pretty much the same story on the NFL side. It's been uh, wild. Basically, since Monday, we've seen the most COVID cases in the league, uh, more cases this week than the entire rest of the season combined. So trying to make sense of it. Uh, we got some good some good options nonetheless on this slate. So I'm excited for it. Yeah, and I'll be interested to see some of the value plays that pop up in in uh, also coordination with some of the stacks we're getting to. And I, I did want to make this maybe a little bit different than some of the other ones we've done in terms of, I also want to look at some really lower-owned stacks that we do have projecting as being fairly under-owned with potential for upside. And that's actually where we'll start, is over on DraftKings, one team that does look pretty good in the top stacks tool, it's the San Francisco 49ers. We've got Debo Samuel. He's healthy now. He's kind of less of a receiver now and more of a running back slash wide receiver. Kind of plays the same position as Cordero Patterson, actually, to be honest. Uh, we do have the San Francisco 49ers on DraftKings this week. 4.5% projected ownership going to Jimmy Garoppolo, but a 7.7% chance for this team to be a top stack. They are cheap, so it's going to be pretty easy to kind of fit in Garoppolo as receivers and whoever else we want to get to. What do you think of the 49ers as a stacking option on DraftKings this weekend? I think it's really, really intriguing because the the weakest spot, if you will, the, the part that feels hardest to trust is actually Jimmy Garoppolo. I have no problem getting to Debo Samuel, who's having a, a complete breakout season. You said it. They don't really care how they're getting him touches. They're just getting him touches. So he... The utilization for Samuel overall has been there consistently. And then you talk about George Kittle just absolutely destroying souls of late. Uh, I think he has 340-plus yards over his last four games with 50-plus percent of it after the catch. So I'm fine going to Debo or Kittle or both if we can fit it, especially when their quarterback is low salary and the matchup against Atlanta looks good. If I'm not mistaken, there's been something like three of the top 15 PPR games of all time from tight ends have come in the last three weeks. And George Kittle has been right in that mix. Just two weeks ago, George Kittle, nine catches for 181 yards and two touchdowns. Then he follows it up last week, 13 catches for 151 yards and a touchdown. And then you have that massive performance out of Travis Kelsey. So uh, tight end ones, they are they are back and roaring and ready to go. So let's start making some of these 49ers stacks in Fantasy Cruncher now. And we're going to do this on DK. Then we'll make a FanDuel stack after this. So, Mike, if you could pull up Fantasy Cruncher, we'll start uh, working on these. Make sure you have the right slate selected just because we have, you know, the, the Saturday games this week. We have the Thursday games. Big, big week for NFL in terms of spread out games. So make sure that we have the main slate selected, the uh, 1 p.m. 11 game slate on, on Sunday. And... Then we're going to lock in Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback. And when we start to go to some of the, the stack settings and position stacks here, are you looking to make double stacks with, with Jimmy Garoppolo and his receivers or just a single stack this weekend? Uh, I think I would be okay with a single stack. I don't think I would force it. I think 
I think I'd be okay with just one receiver. Okay, so we'll go uh, Jimmy Garoppolo with at least one wide receiver tight end. And then the matchup for the for the 49ers going up against the Atlanta Falcons. How do you feel about getting a runback option from the Falcons against this 49ers defense? Yeah, I think you could do it, especially with San Francisco still dealing with injuries in the secondary. So I know the receiving options haven't been spectacular for Atlanta, but I think I would force a run back here as we're building them out. Okay, and then uh, as you're doing this, Mike, make sure we have running backs selected selected to from the opposing team because Cordero Patterson's listed as a running back, and is he really a running back-ish? He's kind of a little bit of everything. He's, he's, played, he's played a couple snaps, at, or at least he's on the depth chart as a safety this year but a lot of running back wide receiver. So getting a little bit of everything from Cordell Patterson. So make sure we have him set. And then uh, I didn't see, did you, did you lock in Jimmy Garoppolo already, Mike? Okay, cool. So uh, then just make sure we have the randomness set to 30% and then we could build 50 lineups and see what pops up. So just, uh, you know, how I like to ask you this, man, when we run these lineups, who do you think is going to appear most commonly with Jimmy Garoppolo, Debo Samuel or George Kittle? Mm, I think it's going to be Kittle. I think it's going to be Kittle, then Samuel, and then Brandon Ayuk, if, if I had to guess. Uh, so my guess is going to be Debo, just because our projection has been so high on this year. I think he's one of the players that we've, been, that we've hit on the most in our projections because there was a lot of times earlier where it's like really Debo Samuel when his like price was slowly starting to come. It's like, I don't know if I want to get the, we didn't projected so high so many weeks that I think that's something that really benefited me. So I'm going to say Debo Samuel just from that perspective, but uh, Mike, show us the results. Let's see who we ended up getting to here. It is George Kittle slightly ahead of, of Debo Samuel. Uh, so we, we do have, uh, Kittle, then Samuel still pretty close. So they're pretty clearly the, the one and two options. Uh, let's see who else ended up popping up here. Could you scroll through wide receivers? I'm curious to see. I kind of like that first lineup. Yeah. First lineup is, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, James Robinson, James, by the way, you know, what's ridiculous about this week is just the, uh, the the amount of players that have questionable tags. Just scrolling through it. It's just inevitable at this point of the season. You go through, and you, you've you got that uh, the, the injury logo popping up next to a whole bunch of players. So it's certainly going to be a situation you guys are going to want to make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube channel and watching all the other content we have this week, especially live before lock on Sunday, just where we get the most updated information. The other thing, too, is who knows when some of these guys are going to get ruled out or end up in COVID protocols, which could change stuff. <laughs> pretty significantly uh we are getting to james robinson quite a bunch right here in this build my assumption is that he's ultimately not going to play do you have do you have a lean with james robinson yeah i thought he was going to play so my thought was with the way that daryl bevel interim head coach for the jaguars which by the way thank goodness they got rid of urban meyer i thought he was talking about james robinson like he was going to play if he does, I think he's a lock button. But if he doesn't, man, what do you do with that backfield? Because Hyde has already been ruled out. Yeah, so that's going to be something else that's kind of interesting. I do think there's going to be value in the Jaguars backfield. I'm just not sure which guy it's going to be. Something else that's kind of funny to me, it sticks out. Mike, click on the running back tab again really quick. Everybody's hurt. Look at that. We Everybody, every, oh, everybody no. everybody's hurt that pops up there. You know, it's so many guys with injury listings that are on the injury report. So it's stuff that we're certainly going to need to get cleared up. We have DeAndre Swift in the projections right now. I ultimately assume that he is not going to play this week. Is that a safe assumption? 
Yeah, I don't think he's playing this week. The Lions don't have any reason to risk it with him. Um, you know, I'm looking at this. I almost wonder if the best thing we could do, especially if we're trying to build out San Francisco stacks, is give a give a boost to Cordero Patterson specifically. But yeah, look at this running back core. Is this the worst running back main slate like ever? It's terrible. So I mean, it's it's not it's not the best one, and it's it's one of those <laughs> things that certainly does pop up as you just look at the overall options that we have on the slate. And then also you just run the lineups in fantasy cruncher as we're doing this. And this is something I like about doing the show with you is uh, both this show and the show I'll be doing tomorrow with Neil Orfield is I, I kind of figure out some of the guys that I think I might want to get on just based on talking through some of these situations. And you look at the pricing. We've got Najee Harris is the most expensive running back this week. Then it's Zeke. Then it's Joe Mixon. Then you get to Cordell Patterson. Cordell Patterson is the fourth most expensive running back on the slate. Uh, so we'll we'll see where some of this ends ends up in terms of these guys in the world out. There could just be a mass amount of value that opens up at running back, and then we'll just pay up for Cooper Cup and all the wide receivers. Uh, but uh, can you click on the wide receiver tab really quick, Mike? I'm curious to see. Yes, we're still we're still getting to a ton of Cooper Cup in this build, which makes sense. The 49ers are not a difficult team to find salary to pay up for because you know we've got Jimmy Garoppolo, fairly cheap quarterback. Wide, uh, running backs are cheap. Just looking at this, do you think that you're going to be paying up for wide receiver a good amount this week? Oh, man, I just was talking on the On the Contrary show about how I might be joining Team Jam em In, but with <laughs> wide receivers this week. Uh, why not get to Cooper Cup and Debo Samuel or Cooper Cup and Devontae Adams if you can swing it or swing down to Deontay Johnson if you have to? Absolutely going to be paying up at wide receiver this week. Yeah, and I, I kind of think it's inevitable. It just looks like Renata was so much value running back. There is not an obvious running back to pay up for. You know, there's Najee Harris, but I'm not dying to pay up for an inefficient Najee Harris. So uh, just kind of an interesting way to look at it. I do think that the 49er stacks are a pretty interesting team to be overweight to the field to as a contrarian option. Uh, but we can move over to FanDuel next. And a team that I like stacking on FanDuel, this one's going to be a little more, actually a lot more popular than the San Francisco 49ers. That is the Los Angeles Rams. And once again, we need to keep an eye on the COVID protocols and who ends up getting ruled in, ruled out for this team. They have a matchup against the Seattle Seahawks coming off a really big win against the Cardinals. That really is the Rams back in the division discussion. And if you look at the odds for them over in our top stacks, so by the way, top stacks will free to use over at awesome.com. So if you want to check it out and see teams projected odds being the top scoring team on the slate, we have the Rams this weekend. 20.7% chance on fan will be the top scoring team of the week. The only team even remotely close is the Buffalo Bills at 14.9% chance, but we have them as being over-owned. So the Rams, 7.1% ownership going to Matt Stafford, 20.7% chance to be the top uh, scoring stack on the slate. So I'm looking at the Rams, Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup stacks. I think this is going to be the build that I utilize most often this week. How about for you? Oh, Yeah. Stafford is a definite value because there are going to be so many lineups playing Cooper Cup without Matt Stafford. And Matt Stafford could easily get there. He just needs to get basically one more player involved here. So I absolutely think that this is a viable option. This is a great spot. And, you know, it, there could be a lot more information between now and Sunday. But except for Odell Beckham, most of the key absences are on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, COVID-related, I should say, for the Rams. Yeah, and that, that could mean they have to throw the ball more. It could be a situation where they can't rely on, you know, the defense looks so great against the Cardinals last week. 
And that might not be an option this week, even in a, even in a matchup against the Seahawks, which isn't that daunting on paper because the Seahawks have struggled a lot more than expected this year. I do think that Russell Wilson looked better last week. I do think he could have a strong finish to the year. This team is desperate for wins. So I, I do think this is a, a, a potential game that could shoot out uh, maybe a little more sneaky than what people expect. The game does have a 45 and a half point total, which is, you know, fairly low considering most Rams games. I wouldn't be surprised if this ends up being a shootout though. And so now we're looking to stack Matthew Stafford. My preference is to make double stacks when we're looking at a pocket patch like Matthew Stafford. You and I have talked about this in previous weeks, but maybe salary could be a little bit of an issue, especially we're going to be jamming Cooper Cup in on FanDuel. So are you looking to make one or two force players that we're bringing in with Stafford in lineups? I'm definitely going to say two here because I worry that if we just say one, we're just going to get something like 98% Cooper Cup as we run 200 lineups here. So let's definitely throw in two, get a little variation here. All right. So Mike, bring up the uh, FanDuel, uh, FanDuel page on Fantasy Cruncher. And look at that. He's already ahead of us. He's got Matthew Stafford locked in. And then go over to the position stacks and let's make double stacks. Uh, Matthew Stafford with at least two of his wide receiver tight ends from the same team. And then I think you can make an argument. Sorry, Greg. I think you could make an argument too to add running back to that group as well, because uh, we have seen, I think there's a possibility that Sony Michelle or Daryl Henderson, if if he's active, will get plenty of dump off passes as the third option with Beckham out. Okay. I dig it. So let's get the uh, running backs in there and then let's run it back with at least one of the pass catchers. So wide receiver slash tight end from the Seahawks. And that should get us to a fair amount here of Tyler Lock and DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf is officially listed as questionable. The play has been limited practice. I ultimately assume he ends up playing just because this is, we're just in desperation oh, yeah. time for the Seahawks. They oh, need to lock win it. Lockett's on the COVID list too. So we Oh, I missed the lock. got added to the COVID list. Yeah. So yeah, what, um, so I'm kind of curious Let's just run through a scenario. If, if Lockett and Metcalf are both ruled out, who becomes the value wide receiver for the Seahawks? I guess you go to Freddie Swain. You also got to take a look at Gerald Everett. I think Gerald Everett, based on his, his low salary right now, is a viable option at tight end. These aren't super exciting plays. Uh, the fact that Alex Collins got ruled out, you know, I don't think Rashad Penny is going to be a pass catcher, but who else is going to catch, catch passes for this team if Metcalf is out? Yeah, and I mean the other thing too with with the uh, with the Seahawks and what they do. Penny looked pretty good last week. He played a whole bunch, and you know the, we've seen what Pete Carroll does with the running back position from time to time. He he gets latched onto a guy and just like, hey, we're just giving you the ball a whole bunch of times. Remember how much in the past it would be a thing where he would force the ball to Chris Carson, force the ball to Chris Carson. Chris Carson would fumble, he'd get put in the doghouse, but he'd always give he'd always give Chris Carson those opportunities. So let's run these lineups, and I'm kind of curious what is going to uh, get spit out here. Uh, although we might still have Odell Beckham in our player pool, so uh, okay. if if he's in there, yeah, Mike, ta- if if Odell Beckham's in the player pool, just take him out, and uh, and, and so that he doesn't pop up. But uh, so I'm going to assume Cooper Cup is going to be the wide receiver that we see the most stacked. From Matthew Stafford, he's going to pop up in the majority of these lineups. Who do you think is going to be the second? most popular pass catcher in these stacks with Stafford? Ooh, I think it might be Tyler Higby. I think it might be Tyler Higby uh, and not Van Jefferson, but I I wouldn't be shocked if Van Jefferson ended up second, but I'll I'll go with Higby as my guess. Yeah, I think Higby is a 
pretty good guess, especially just because tight end could occasionally be a difficult position to uh, fill. Uh, Tyler Hibby was on the COVID list. He has been activated. So that is something that's no longer a concern for him, particularly. He's also really cheap on FanDuel, only 5,200. So when you're looking at Stafford being fairly expensive, Cooper Cup being fairly expensive, I think we just see a whole lot of Tyler Higby that pops up. But Mike, show us the results. Let's see what happens here. All right. So, no, oh, look at that. Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup and Tyler Higby. Just all of the lineups have, wow. uh, have, have Cup and Higby. And then as a run back, who's popping up right now? DK Metcalf. So, DK 100, too. Yeah. So, a whole lot of DK Metcalf. And, you know, once again, maybe that's not really that much of a surprise. DK Metcalf is only 6,800 on FanDuel if we're just assuming he plays as of right now. Uh, with, like you said, no Tyler Lockett in the picture, then I think we would have to assume that DK Metcalf is going to be one of the best overall wide receiver plays on FanDuel, no? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. He's a pretty much a lock play in cash games. The fact that he's still not practicing has made me a little more concerned than I originally thought this week, but you can't get away from him. He's got His salary is just too low compared to expected opportunity with Lockett out. All right. And then Mike, do do me a favor, just click on the running back tab. I'm curious who else is popping up in the running back here running back here. So uh once again, a lot of James Robinson, whether he plays or not, that is still up in the air. We got a question about that in the YouTube chat where it was uh Sterling Tice said, uh, wasn't it stated that he would be the main role talking about James Robinson? If he's healthy, the issue is that he's not totally healthy. If Robinson plays, yes, I totally assume he's going to be the guy for the Jaguars, but it's very much up in the air with his injury situation if he ultimately ends up playing or not this week. Uh, as for other guys, Zeke popping up a whole bunch, James Conner. Zeke's an interesting one. I like the matchup he has against the Giants. Zeke has looked all kinds of washed up, and there's also the injury to Tony Pollard. Uh, I was pretty heavy on Zeke last week. It ultimately yielded some pretty disappointing results. How are you going to be handling Elliott this weekend at a pretty cheap price point on FanDuel at 6700 and a banged-up Tony Pollard? I'm out. I'm out on Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> I get it. I completely get it. This is fundamentally, this is when you're supposed to play running backs, right? As heavy favorites. I believe they're still double digit favorites. Uh, and there's really no healthy competition behind him. But they gave Corey Clement a bunch of touches last week with Tony Pollard's sideline. And we do expect Pollard to possibly be back here. Just the efficiency is, is poor. That's really what it is with Ezekiel Elliott. I named him my fate of the week on the on the contrary show, so I'll go elsewhere. You know, you also mentioned injuries all over the place with this running back court. James Conner might not play either, so this crunch will look very different come Sunday morning, most likely. Yeah, and it's something that's just unavoidable at this point in time in the week. There's so many players that are on the injury report, which is par for the course at this time of the football season. Then you add everything that's happened with COVID, and actually, I will guarantee that there are multiple significant players that have ruled out. I just don't know who it's going to be. So this is uh, certainly just a preliminary look at the slate. Uh, and next, we'll look at some other uh, some other options over an Odd Shopper. So Mike, if you queue up Odd Shopper, we'll look through that in a second. But first, I want to shout out the sponsor of today's show is Jock Market. And if you guys are unfamiliar with Jock Market, this is a totally different way to play daily fantasy sports. They've basically made a stock market, but for athletes. So different way that you could play DFS. There's an IPO period where you bid on the players and you could buy and sell players, shares of them as the games have already started and going on. So it's a really fun way. Buy low on players, sell high. There's all different ways you could look at it. But one thing you should definitely be doing if you're playing on Jock Market for the first time, download the app, sign up using the promo code AWESOME, get up to a $50 bonus on your first deposit. A uh, really good way to get some value to get started over at Jock Market. 
So let's pull up Odd Shopper next and just talking about Odd Shopper and some of the QBs that individually have good odds of going over their passing yard prop. We did this last week and we we ended up finding ourselves some Seahawks action. It actually worked out really well. If it wasn't for a touchdown reception that got called back for DK Metcalf, everybody would have gone off. Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. But overall, I was pretty happy with the contrarian results that we got from Seahawks stacks and Russell Wilson. The quarterback that has the best odds of going over his passing yard total right now is Mike Lennon. I don't want to build giant stacks, though. It, this is all relative to him having a passing yard total of under 200. You coward. You yeah. absolute coward. Uh, so <laughs> not, not sure that he's somebody that I, I really want to get to. But I, I am kind of curious to look at some Aaron Rodgers here, who even though he has the under on his passing yard total, we do have the the Green Bay Packers looking like a pretty good stack this week on both FanDuel and DraftKings as a contrarian option. With the Green Bay Packers with uh, 6% ownership share on FanDuel going down Rodgers, 8.8% chance to be a top stack. Over on DraftKings, only 2.8% projected ownership to Aaron Rodgers going up against the Baltimore Ravens, 9.3% chance to be a top stack. So I do wonder if it's a thing where just in general, people are so low on Aaron Rodgers, and maybe this also correlates to that we have, you know, a fairly low yardage projection towards him. But here's why that doesn't necessarily matter quite as much. Even though we only have Aaron Rodgers projected for about 260 passing yards, we still have him with a 9.3% chance to be the top stack on the slate compared to a 2.8% ownership share on DK. So what do you make of Aaron Rodgers and the Packers as as a possible contrarian option? I think it's a really, really interesting play. And I wonder if this is a, I don't know what kind of bias you would label this as, but this is a bias based on the fact that we're constantly seeing Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport add updates about this toe and how there's been setbacks. And I think that is tamping down Rogers' ownership artificially. Uh, One thing I might want to do if we're building out stacks here, though, maybe we lock in Rogers and Adams. And then we just see how the optimizer builds around it. Okay. Yeah. Let's do, and do you want to make these, uh, these stacks over on DK double stacks with Aaron Rodgers, or are we just going to go Adams Rogers single stack and just see what else pops up? Only a double stack. If we're going to include the running backs, uh, Alex and I were talking on the previous hour about, There's a lot of uncertainty at the running back position right now with the Packers making the possibility that one of them becomes the hot hand uh, solid GPP option. So that would be the only way I would double stack it. Okay, so let's just do the single stack with uh, Rodgers and uh, just single stack with Rodgers and Adams. Lock both of them in and... I'm, I'm kind of curious then if you had to roster a Packers running back, and obviously nobody makes you. There's no sort of rule that every week you have to roster A.J. Dillon or Aaron Jones. But if you had to roster one of them, somebody puts a gun to your head and say, hey, Matt, if, if, if we are – they put a gun to producer Mike's head, and they say, here's what's going to happen. You have to tell us who's a better fantasy play, Aaron Jones or A.J. Dillon. If you get it wrong, we're kidnapping Mike. Assuming you want to save Mike, who are you picking? A.J. Dillon got 70% of the running back touches over the last three games played compared to 30% for Aaron Jones. And even though Aaron Jones got the touchdown, I'm going to go with the opportunity. So A.J. Dillon would be my guess. Okay, so I think that is good information to have. Mike, good luck. Uh, so your uh, your hopes now lie with A.J. Dillon. But that aside, let's build some of these lineups. And 
just kind of curious what pops up. As for running backs for me, I can't do it when we're going up, when, when we're looking at a, a Ravens team that in general doesn't necessarily stack all that well just because you got Lamar Jackson much more run heavy than pass heavy, but then you also got the injury situation with Lamar Jackson. I don't want to get run backs from the Baltimore Ravens on the other side unless you feel really differently. Yeah, you probably don't want to play two running backs from this game, so we'd have to make sure we filter out lineups like this. But Devonta Freeman has had a lot of touches over the last six to eight weeks. And if you look at expected fantasy points, he's actually top 10 among running backs on the slate. So that's one that maybe you could give like a, a boost to in your projections or a thumbs up to in Fantasy Cruncher, but not necessarily force. All right, so let's build the lineups. And I can't even ask you the question. We know we're getting to Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams all lineups because we locked them in. But aside from that, what are you expecting in terms of salary to other positions? Do you think we're going to get some cheaper? Well, they're probably going to be cheaper running backs because that's all that's at our, our at our disposal. But how do you think this impacts Cooper Cup? Because remember in the other build that we did on ZK, we were getting to all of the Cooper Cup in our San Francisco 49ers stacks. How do you think locking in Devontae Adams impacts the amount of Cooper Cup that Fantasy Crunch will get us to? Well, first of all, I'm genuinely excited to find out this answer because as we do this exercise, I'm legitimately curious about what this does because Cup does look like objectively the strongest skill player play on the slate. Um, I think I think ultimately it's going to bring it down, but I think we'll still see ownership probably in the 60 to 70% range. And I think we'll see a lot of Devontae Parker is my guess as the the key value wide receiver option as well. Yeah, I think that totally makes sense. So, Mike, show us the results. It's like a game show. I like when it uh, the screen rolls back and we see what pops up. Uh, so click on that wide receiver tab, and I'm curious to see what we've got. Yeah, so we, we still got some super – not very much Cooper Cup, though. This build would certainly oh, have wow. us underweight to Cooper Cup. Obviously, Devontae Adams, you, you hit the nail on the head with Devontae Parker. You see him popping up in a whole ton of lineups to save salary. DK Metcalf popping up in a bunch of lineups. I think DK Metcalf is going to be inevitable this weekend. I think we have to get exposure to him. Just it, the situation with the Seahawks need to win games. We've got Tyler Lockett and COVID protocols. Uh, you know, actually, I want to ask you about, we've got Christian Kirk, Rondell Moore showing up there. DeAndre Hopkins, it appears that he's going to be out for the rest of the regular season. They hope to have him back for the playoffs to the Arizona Cardinals. What do you make of Rondell Moore and Christian Kirk? Who do you prefer as a value play in tournaments this weekend? Gosh, this is tough, but I am going to be getting to both of them. So I, I wouldn't say I'm making a strong stand. I will say with the running back core beat up this week, especially if there's two of them active, but we don't really know, like, Chase Edmonds and Eno Benjamin are our only options in the backfield. I might say Rondale Moore, who's been utilized with about two rush attempts per game on top of his opportunities in the passing game, could see the biggest boost. I still think that A.J. Green is the clear first option to get a boost in target share, however. Okay, yeah, and I think... You know, one thing that's really hard, and it's something I don't presume that everybody's watching played NBA DFS last night also, but there's a difference between what I, how I evaluate the players and how I would like them to be used versus what the actual reality is. So we had last night in NBA DFS, everybody was super high on Shangun, and I just couldn't project him for more than 20 minutes last night, given how he's been utilized in previous games. I almost feel the same with Ron Moore. I love Ron Moore. I love watching him play. They don't throw them the ball all that often. When they do, it's a lot of really short screen passes. Does that situation change now that DeAndre Hopkins is out? Perhaps. And I think there's upside for tournaments. I just can't go crazy with Rondell Moore when you consider his lack of usage recently. 
I agree. I, what do they call that? The assumption of rational coaching. Very, very <laughs> risky thing to do there. So I get it. We've also seen a huge snap share for Christian Kirk. He has an outside chance to lead this team in targets rest of season as well. To be honest, it's just leading me back to Kyler Murray. I think Kyler Murray against the Detroit Lions is as as good of a play as you can really get for a high salary quarterback option. Obviously, if you're going to be locking in one or two of these premier wide receivers, that's tough. But maybe just take the guesswork out of it and go with Kyler. You're going to get the points there. Yep, that's uh, that's not one of the stacks that we got to here, but uh, just looking over at the top stacks tool and seeing where some of these numbers pop up. Do have a 10.1% chance for the Cardinals to be the top scoring stack on DraftKings. That is the third highest on the slate over on FanDuel. We have them with a 9.6% chance. So same thing, third best odds. So the only teams ahead of them are the Rams and the Bills. So certainly a team that's going to be in play. But other than that, guys, thank you for watching. Do us a favor, like this video, subscribe to the YouTube channel. You're going to want to get access to all of the football content we have coming up because it's going to change. Guys are going to get ruled out. Guys are going to get ruled in. Who is it going to be? Matt and I are kind of taking guesses at it now, but we'll have a better better picture of it over the weekend. I'm doing a tournament show tomorrow. Matt's usually on live before lock on Sunday, so check all that out. Good luck this weekend, guys.